You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. They were hoping to celebrate here tonight. It's going to have to wait as Coffee gets the rebound as the comeback Clippers do it again. The L.A. Clippers season will not end tonight. And the Suns hope to clinch an NBA Finals appearance. will have to wait. What a performance tonight. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Here weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network, also on the Odyssey app. Make sure you download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast. Find the links at BetQL Daily on Twitter, at BetQL Daily on Twitter. In a moment, we'll check in with Matt Moore from the Action Network, help you bet this evening's game. Uh, Joe, as an NBA fan, do you love it that we have the wide-open season that many fans have been calling for. They say, oh, the NBA, when you get to playoffs, is boring. It's boring. The best team ends up winning. The team that has the most stars, they're going to be hoisting the trophy at the end of the season. Or do you hate it because every single day, like we are again today, ahead of the Eastern Conference Finals, game number four, we're talking about injuries. Yeah, I, I hate it more than I love it. I, I, the best players need to play. That's basketball. That's the NBA. That's what determines things. And we've been robbed of it. We were, even from the first round, when Anthony Davis is barely you know, moving up and down the court, LeBron wasn't himself, Kawhi, Embiid, the meniscus. We've been robbed of the best players all postseason long. It doesn't mean Giannis or the Suns aren't going to earn this, but we've I miss it. We've been robbed of that. Yeah, there won't be an asterisk, even though there are some people uh, floating that idea. Let's bring in Matt Moore, NBA writer for the Action Network at HP Basketball on Twitter at HP Basketball, a must-follow. How about you, Matt? Uh, do you hate it that... Uh, yeah, it's wide open, but the reason it's open is we're talking about injuries every single day. Yeah, I mean, it's brutal. This is the consequence of the schedule. Uh, they knew what they were getting into, and the, the money was the most important thing, and so here we are. You know, I, I think you can look back and say there were injuries every season, not just the, the number of them is the problem this year, is that you can look back and you can say, look, the Raptors won in 2019 when Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson went down. The Warriors got a win when Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving went down in 2015. But the fact that we've had, you know, Davis and Jamal Murray and Kawhi Leonard and, and Kyrie Irving and James Harden just on and on and on, it does shape it. I think that the playoffs themselves, the games have been great. I think the matchups have been great. Um, but it is 
there's no way to not look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's the, we're going to remember this as, oh, yeah, that's the year when ever, absolutely everyone was hurt. Matt, Western Conference Finals, some people thought, a lot of people thought it was going to end last night with the Suns back at home. It did not. The Clippers continue to do this where they go down and then they come back. Ty Lue now best record in NBA history in elimination games. Um, do you give the Clippers a real chance to continue this? And your thoughts on Lou and, and really the coach he's become and now, uh, you know, away from the LeBron James shadow he once had? I mean, I think it's been impressive. I think you have to give Lou a lot of credit for how he's adjusted and, and found ways. Honestly, but the biggest thing last night was, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't even like, oh, he made the adjustments. He was forced into a lot of them with Zubac out. And these were lineups that hadn't worked all series and then, worked last night you know playing Zubash the series had worked really great and then finally the small ball options worked I think last night was a lot about the Suns and about them thinking oh we got this come on no no Zubash no Kawhi Leonard we're, they're tired we got it we're at home you let your guard down it's a young team didn't put the pedal down and, and Chris Paul couldn't get them get them there either so um I expect my Williams to make the adjustments I think the Clippers are live in this series just because you've only got to win two games they've done it before you got the home game to get back to a game seven, and anything can happen there. They're live in the series, but I like Suns in, in in game six. I like the Clippers last time. I thought they would rally. Now, I did not feel great after Zubac was announced out, so kind of lucked out there. But I do like the Suns, especially the Suns are, are a one-point dog going into that game six. Like, you're getting plus money on them. At least I did last night. I haven't seen the lines out this morning. So I, I think there's good value on the Suns. I think what the Clippers have done is impressive, but I do think the Suns are the better team and they'll have a better performance in game six. What happened to Aiton last night? They don't feature him enough. They just don't. They just they they do not in any capacity go to him enough. If if the Clippers are gonna play small, you gotta punish that. Like Aiden is one of the advantages with Aiden is that he actually can score. He's not Rudy Gobert, where he can't do anything with the ball if you get him to him in the post. So You've got to, to feature him. You've got to get him involved. But the Suns just get so jumper happy. And also, we saw this in Game One. You know, before Chris Paul came back, he had this advantage when they went. They started small in Game One, and they didn't go to him enough. They were throwing up jumpers. And if you're not going to take advantage of it, then the Clippers are going to win that matchup because the whole thing with small ball is you're going to generate more space, so you're going to get more threes. If you do not take advantage of the fact that Aiden can punish that option offensively you're playing into the Clippers hands. So that's going to have to be, I think it to be an adjustment going forward in the series. I'm not saying to run the ball through Aiden every time, like he's Jokic, but get him enough touches on lobs, cuts and post-ups to punish the Clippers. If they have to go small. Chris Paul hasn't looked himself, uh, Matt, in this series. Yeah, we just understand like, this time. Uh, we don't really know exactly what he was dealing with when he was away from basketball, but he hasn't looked himself, especially shooting, from the outside. Um, are you worried about Chris Paul uh, getting back to form, you know, sooner than later? Assuming I've got no reason to think that he was symptomatic, that he just suddenly like got over it. And, you know, I would think that was symptomatic. He'd probably be out longer. You have to make that assumption. Um, the looks he's getting are good versus some of the, the ways that the Clippers are playing defense. It's the same kind of looks that he got versus the nuggets in terms of coming off that pick and being wide open. Um, he's had good looks. They've just rimmed out. I do think he's looked off. I have to assume that he's going to get, he's going to be able to find a way to get there. I do wonder if, um, again, maybe going more towards running more pick and roll with him and Aiden to get Aiden involved is the way to go. 
especially with Booker. I think that's one of the it's one of the, the weird downsides of how the the Suns have struggled in the series is they've had a, a little bit harder time trying to find ways to get Paul and Booker both involved in these two games that he's been back. So um, I, I do think that Paul will probably get through this. I like the looks that he's getting. He's getting clean opportunities, but I do think that you know, look, if, if shooting variance bites him, there's not much you can do. If he's getting good looks, you want him to take those. Um, I have some concern, but I, I think ultimately Paul will probably hit some shots and, and enough to make it out of the series. This is BetQL Daily, Joe O and Joe G, our guests. Matt Moore from the Action Network at HB Basketball on Twitter. Matt, looking at tonight, we've got the Bucks as seven-point road favorites a total of 218 and the hook. How are you handicapping this matchup? I like the Bucks a lot here. Uh, I like the Bucks, you know, quite a bit in the spot. When I look at game one, you know, second spectrum data has got some indicators of quantified shot quality, how good are the looks you're getting, right? They had one of the highest marks in the, in the whole playoffs in game one and one of the lowest marks in terms of actual. Like, they just missed a ton of really good looks. The Hawks defense simply cannot stop the Bucks. That's a big deal here, which is if you're able to, to kind of grind down the, the Bucks, you get a really good chance of, of beating them because of how Giannis plays, et cetera, and their defense is going to give up a certain number of threes. I'll be over because I do think that the Hawks are going to be able to get some shooting. Trey, look, the, the injury is, is concerning, obviously, for an ankle, but it was just such a small tweak of the ankle. I think it was uncomfortable when he went back and got it taped. It's probably going to swell, but they can do enough treatment on it I think for him to at least be able to play, and at that point, the, you know Bogdanovich, I think has started to look a little better as this has gone on. Uh, Herder has been great. They do have three-point weapons. The way the Bucks are playing pick and roll, the Hawks should get more threes. But ultimately, I think this is going to be a more high-scoring affair in which the Hawks just can't get stops on the Bucks because they've been fortunate that either Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday has played badly. If both of those guys play well and Giannis keeps dunking on them. I can't see a way for the Hawks to slow them down enough to be able to hang in this game and even cover. So I do like the Bucks. I got a lower number, but I, I think the Bucks are going to wind up winning the series in, in pretty complete control. Matt, there's very rarely an X factor that really sometimes he's so good and sometimes he's so not like Chris Middleton. We all kind of call him the X factor for the Bucks, but it really is. And in game three, phenomenal. Maybe the best fourth quarter of his career. What do you make of him? Because I, I think it's pretty simple. If he plays at a high level between now and the end of the NBA Finals, I think they're raising the trophy. If he struggles or has more tough games than great ones, they might not win this. What, what do you make of Chris Middleton the way he's playing this postseason? I'm with you. I think a lot of it comes down to, look, I've gone back and watched every single shot from Middleton. I, every single one in these playoffs, and I've done it in the previous ones, he misses great looks. I, I do not have any sort of answer for you in terms of, like, you say, like, well, it's the yips. Okay, so how does he, you know, usually if you get the yips, you're not able to get rid of it, at least for some time. It takes you to the next season to get rid of it. He bounces back and has games like game three. Um, it, it's very weird to try and understand why he misses some of the looks that he does. Even in that net series, he had just great looks that would rattle in and then go out. Um, and this has been kind of a theme, honestly, for the Bucks that they just will have these great shots that they just cannot knock down for whatever reason. And you say, like, well, that's, you know, part of it is they don't have the guys. Okay, but they brought in Drew Holiday, a guy that's, you know, entirely different and a pretty high-level player, and he sometimes has that happen to him. Look, I, I think Middleton has a really good, does a really good job of getting to his spot. I think sometimes he tends to press the issue 
when they're trying to blow the game open. When when the Bucks get a lead, he tends to press and press and press and press and press. When he's just in his comfort zone, they just settle down and run the offense. Middleton really is one of the most efficient scorers that we've seen, and he deserves a lot more credit for how good of a player he is. But, yeah, the idea is still going to be like, oh, come on, it's Chris Middleton. It's not Kyrie or any of these other guys. This is a first-team All-NBA level two-guard. He's really good. Uh, so I, I think they could, if you're right, if he plays great, they're going to win the title. If he misses the good looks that he consistently gets, they're vulnerable. Are you going to take the Bucks or the Suns? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. I'm going to take the box. Uh, I think the Suns have been awesome, but we have to put the, the, their running context. No Anthony Davis, like we talked about to start the show. No, um, no Jamal Murray, and then no Kawhi Leonard. So they've made it and they've looked good if they get, if they get there. But I do think that they're not quite as dominant as we've seen. I think that there's a, a I think this team, especially offensively, is really struggling versus the Clippers. If you struggle offensively versus the Clippers defense, the Bucs defense is going to do absolutely incredible things. I think the Bucs have enough firepower to keep up with them and can play defense. They're more balanced. And I don't like the matchup of, of Aiden trying to battle Giannis. I don't think he's quite ready defensively for that challenge, as good as he's been. Uh, I'm going to take the Bucs in that series. I've already, I've already gotten an advanced line on that. And Bud gets extended forever. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's that. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Matt, let me sneak a question quickly here on Ben Simmons. You're an article in the Action Network about his market, uh, what intel you're hearing, what what you're guessing on where he could end up. It's going to be one of the biggest stories, if not the biggest story, of the NBA offseason when we get there. I am just outside of Philadelphia, so I am uh, in deep on this, and uh, it's my opinion he's got to go. It just doesn't work in Philadelphia anymore. They can't waste any more years of Embiid waiting for this guy to shoot. What's your take on Ben Simmons, and, and where do you think a, a possible landing spot could be? You know, I think, uh, look, a lot of this is on him that he's made it clear he didn't want to adapt or change, and that's been a problem that he hasn't focused on the things that he needed to focus on. He just took his success and said, I don't need to – to fix these things, you have to try and, and fix those things. You have to, to always be improving because in the playoffs, things are going to find your weakness. And they're going to hunt you down. 
uh, with those. So I think maybe this has been embarrassing enough for him to adjust. I still think he's such a phenomenal talent. He, to me, he's the most valuable defensive player. If he's not the best, I think Rudy Gobert's maybe the best defensive player. But in terms of being able to switch one through five and all the things that he does, Simmons is up there. And there's a lot that Simmons can do in the right system. You know, if he were to go to Portland, I think him next to Damian Lillard, that unlocks something significant because Dame needs a guy that can hit the short roll. And that would give the Sixers C.J. McCollum. That would make a lot of sense. The problem is I think the Dame instability now lowers the value on that because you don't know if Damian Lillard is going to be there. And it's unlikely, I think, that the Blazers would trade Damian Lillard for Simmons. Uh, I do like some of the other options on the board in that in that situation. One interesting kind of wrinkle um, – you know, is if the Utah Jazz are looking to shake things up after that disappointing exit, um, previously Dennis Lindsay and, Den- and Daryl Morey had no history of working together, and it was kind of known they didn't necessarily get along. But with new management there, Utah actually might be an, an option I've heard as a team that will at least take a look at it. And then I think you've got to look at other teams. Boston is another team I think that knows it's got to improve. Those teams have already done deals. I think it's possible Boston is an option. Um, I do think that, that we need to wait to see if you want to get the best value, you need to wait to see exactly what Daryl Morey does because Morey has never really traded a guy at the lowest value. And that's where he's at right now. So it would be Morey breaking what he's always done. The best value I think has to be still on the Sixers. Uh, and most likely outcome has to be that he starts with the Sixers as Daryl Morey rehabs his value and then trades him next season. Mm, that makes a lot more sense. Matt Moore. NBA senior writer for the Action Network at HP Basketball on Twitter. Thanks, Matt. Best of luck with your wagers. Thanks, man. Uh, there's Matt Moore. Good stuff there. I didn't even think about Utah. I don't know what they would have to give up, but how are you going to score on that team? <laughs> if you, you wouldn't. Bet Simmons? You wouldn't. Wow. Now, could they score? I don't know, but you wouldn't be able that's, to score on them. Yeah, that's the problem. First one to 80 wins this rock fight every single night in the Western Conference. Oh, that would be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, this is BetQL Daily. Joe O, Joe G going to go around the horn lightning bets are next we'll see if the home run prop run continues so keep it locked on betql daily from betql